Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello, world. This is T.J. Morris, and you're listening to E.T. Radio. T.J. Morris, E.T. Radio, on Stitcher, Spreaker, and iHeart, and all these wonderful places, wherever you hear your podcast for Sundays. This is our Sunday go-to meeting in the Internet. We are Universal Life Ministers, and the basic tenet for that is do what is right. So that's what we like about the Internet churches. And the basic message is do what is right. Now, uh, we're going to talk today about things that are probably breaching uh, the outer universes of what our target might be, demographically speaking. Uh, Our age, uh, marital status, income, education, occupation, all of those things have been something to each of us in the past were factors that influenced us as ministers, but we don't uh, cater to the young adults here. We cater to gospel presentation as how can I get to heaven, so to speak. But uh, first of all, you have to believe there's a heaven, right? (laughs) But uh, most of us in America, at least, that's where we are made in the USA, are building relationships. Why do I want to stay in a relationship with another human? And why do I create these opportunities, okay, in cyberspace? And a lot of people are very lonely out there, and we really found that out yesterday with a friend of mine, Thomas Anthony Sinisi Hawksblood, or Thomas Hawksblood Sinisi, as he's known on Facebook. He is a minister of Universal Life with me out of Modesto, California. We have our uh, ordained by a human. That's what's different about the other Universal Life. There were two and. uh we have a minister, Ken Johnston, Ken uh, Ralph Kennedy Johnston, with our group in the ACO Ascension Center organization. Also holds a ministry and it helps keep our church together in social media. So our friendships are all about retaining key memberships, and so we hope that you'll recognize us. And right now, I've got Teresa J. Morris Ministries, my license I've pulled back up. But uh, we can take donations if you're interested at AmericanCommunicationsOnline.com. That's our holding company, and we're hopefully going to have a nonprofit built. We've been trying for years, but we haven't really had any income, but this isn't the best time to start. But we're going to do our best to start today, and uh, we've made a, a YouTube. We're starting to do content providing, and what do you do to join a church? Well, there's uh, people all over that if you like what we say, they'll like the pastor. Most of the time, if the pastor leaves from a church or a group, we'll say the people are the church, they'll normally follow, uh, if they can, if it's in you know their area, go with the pastor. So we hope that after eight years of speaking to you on other things, that uh, Tommy wanted to concentrate on his ministry, so we pray. We meditate, we worship, we talk about prayer and the point of people that need a, a just a warm companion handshake sometimes, but we can't even do that lately because of our COVID-19. So we have a lot to think about rationally and relationship-wise. Now, I've never met Tommy Hawksblood, Thomas Anthony Sinisi in this lifetime, but in this 
uh, the only thing we have to be a member is do what is right, because that is what we agreed to, to have an Internet church together, he and I. And another person, uh, Janet Carolesson of uh, Maui, Hawaii, Ascension Center Organization, and she runs the network, social media, and our domain uh, that Tommy and I don't, so she runs that for us. And basically, it's a blog that hasn't been attended to for three years, but I talked to her today and said, look, I'm doing YouTubes now, and we're not going to let this ministry fall apart. My ministry was first based on music. I wrote music, which Tommy didn't mind playing <laughs> uh, in the beginning, but uh, a lot of it was the old soul gospel from the country hills and from Ace Folk Life, which uh, we worked with the Smithsonian and up in the mountains and talking to people and learning of their history and their culture and how American Christianity just came to be in the mountains, and it was a lot of fun to learn about. But since then, my mother has passed over, my husband and my daughter, so I've had a lot of death and dying around me, which really makes you question life in general. Now, and why we're here and why we're here so short, it's like, Wizard of Oz, my, people sure come and go fast around here, you know. So, you know, Ascension Awakening is what I'm all about. I was born uh, like an on, uh, we have Andromeda Galaxy, which is a galaxy over. And there's a dark space between this galaxy where I'm speaking to you now in the radio airwaves out there, but our people out there in the universe can hear. And we have universal levels. And uh, Tommy, I uh, made a video for him based on what he had ta- stayed up all night and uh, made some listings of things that he felt were important to his ministry. And a ministry, you can look up the word, but basically, well, here, I'll just do it for you. I'll look up the word ministry, because I have Teresa J. Morris Ministries, plural, uh, because I did started in music. Ministries definition. So let me get that for everybody of what Tommy and I are doing while Tommy's getting his work It says, the work or vocation of a minister of religion. In certain countries, a government department headed by a minister of state. Now, when I'm listed, I'm listed as a minister of education with uh, Santa Rosa County here in Gulf Breeze. There's church ministries, and uh, we are a metaphysical ministry. Uh, one of believing in metaphysics, and we say Jesus was the greatest metaphysician that ever walked the earth. So you can have an officer of ministry, religion, clergy, service, function, and office for a minister of state and board of ministers and states. And Tommy and I have agreed to uh, work and do all things allowed by law so we can be right in the United States of America. So our minister of religion and government performance and the duties that we have are through Universal Life Church, Modesto, California, and that's the Hensley uh, minister, and he wanted to make sure that people knew that we were ordained through that ministry. There's another one, too. I've got the ministry from the other one as well, and so does Ken R. Johnston. The three of us are ministers, and uh, we'll be more than happy to help you in social media because basically that's where our administration is, our administration and our talking to each other and our outreach. Our outreach is run through social media and the offices, duties, and functions we've had. We have articles and bylaws that we've uh, been obliged to follow since 1978, and we renewed in the Golden Pyramid in Houston with Stephen Halpern, the godfather of New Age music, Stephen Halpern. And so we honor his music, beautiful pianist. 
and also unity churches because of what they believe in, but they are different, but in uh, alliance, just by voice or vocation of ministry on the Internet. Now, you can have holy orders, cloths, church, worship, uh, rituals. Tommy works more on the ministry of of, uh, teaching workshops on uh, what we call healing rituals because he had uh, some shaman belief systems in past lives as well as he has uh, been a fire dancer and he's lived with uh, Indian cultures to learn of their music and he's studied under a Indian woman that's one of his mentors still to this day so he likes to teach certain things and uh, it's all about what is your message and if you're a minister You're supposed to have a message and a mission. Now, my mission was to bring in alien civilizations exist as well as the main spiritual soul level of Ascension Center Organization, Ascension Church Ohana, and the family. And the number one is uh, love and be loved and love and life. And Tommy wrote down several L words for the love and life and love and live and uh, let me see if I've got got that right here. But I'd like to mention those while Tommy's working on his message for today. Let me get those because uh, Dr. Rick Miller came on our show, Mount and Tommy's show. Light, love, liberty, life, and law. So those are the words, the L words, if, when we're saying do what is right. So the message today is light, love, Liberty, life, and law, not necessarily in that order. Philosophically, love is the law and do what thou wilt under the law and all things allowed by law. So we can be a church and hopefully a nonprofit because we're surely not making any money at this, never have. It cost us money to do this. But that's just life in general. Now, what we're going to help with in the future is centrally how to be human, a humanoid, sentient, intelligent being during this time that we have many extraterrestrials that we're learning about and our ancient history and new thought teachings. So we have all of that, and we have the articles and bylaws. We'll be more than glad to send that to you, or you probably can find it on our directory in American Communications Online. If not, Teresa J. Morris, and I have Teresa J. Morris Ministries, And I have the Ascension Psychic, because we believe that we're all psychic, we all have abilities. And Tommy and I both uh, practice uh, psychically and knowing that we can do out-of-body and do astral travel and go to the different planes. And we've figured out from different uh, ways that we've read books and been with groups personally, had projects we've studied and uh, shifted among people with different groups and studied different places. His was New Jersey and California and Hawaii were the three main I've heard from him personally, but he can endorse all that and uh, prove that with his neural network and who all he works with. But uh, I've been a minister in Houston, uh, Texas first, where I was living in 1984, but I claim January 27, 1974, when I died for uh, the second time in my life, the first time was second grade with hepatitis, 
and the second time was having placenta previa, and they cut me open and took the baby out. And I gained a whole uh, reality of what life was outside of the body and outside the universe. So I went all the way up, and I've been up to the five levels, universes, zoomed past, all the way up to Alpha and Omega, which I call Mother God and Father God, or Mother Goddess and Father God, if you will. Some people, especially in the New Age community, call it uh, Mother Earth and Father Sky, but uh, this is something Tommy can explain with his Indian history. That's why he likes to use his uh, biological father's name as Hawk's blood. That's his chosen name. So we can go into that, and I'd like him to mention the name of his video. Uh, Tommy, if you would, the one with the girl, uh, what they call an icon on YouTube. So I want him to start marketing that, promoting that, because it's really good uh, for him to conceptualize and to, uh, he stayed up all night putting his data together, and uh, he always was told he was going to make a difference, not to you know blow up his ego because he's <laughs> he's got plenty of ego, folks, don't we all to keep us here on earth? But we're talking about a different way of being humble and uh, appreciating each other. So uh, Thomas Hawksblood Sinisi joins Universal Life Church with Teresa J. Morris Ministries today. T.J. Morris, E.T. is host. T.J shares Ascension Age. That's my little claim to fame, Ascension Age. Teresa J. Morris Ministries includes ancient wisdoms and new thought teachings. And Tommy and Teresa are both about awakening Ascension beings to the fact that alien civilizations exist. Now, not everyone believes that that is the truth, but if you believe in a God and a heaven and a Jesus, maybe, then maybe the wars in heaven were things you heard about or maybe not but people are talking about them now and uh, extraterrestrials and they're benevolent and malevolent and it depends on what side you're on because if you're on the side of benevolent you believe they're good and true and that's the truth and what's right and so benevolent always means the good and malevolent is like mal or bad so we share these opinions but as you grow in the uh, ascension age you'll learn we get above and beyond the wars in heaven and and, uh, we can talk about all that, but it's going to be take us a lifetime to get there. But others speak of greys and reptilians and end of Atlantis. And these are things that I personally don't really like to talk about, but I know that it's something we can get on to in the future because people like to hear about it. But today I want to be many of our Ascension Church Ahana believers are family, and we've had a difference in an hour, so people may show up later. But our Ascension Age spiritual movement with the Love and Light crew are welcomed, and of course we follow all Scripture as all the way back to the clay tablets when the first written word. And if you travel the world, and I've been fortunate to travel the world, but you'll see back over in Ur, U R Ur and Sumer, and then they had the first written word on fire clay tablets or tablets, and they'd take a reed. We had mud and we had reeds, and so we'd take a reed and we'd mash into the clay, and that was our first words. Now, there's other people that may or may not join us today uh, with various life messages for our Unity Church and our Universal Life Church, but, you know, we're going to hopefully grow our members, and even the Edgar Casey teachings, all those people are welcome as well, any metaphysician that wants to join us, and uh, historically, uh, we work together, we share movies, we share education, we share entertainment, we work with pop culture, and we hopefully don't drink, don't smoke, 
don't do anything to hurt our bodies, but basically we just say the main message from our church with Universal Life Ministries is do what is right. But that's up to each individual. But without further ado, I am now going to turn the show over to Tommy to discuss uh, what he stayed up doing for his message on the video, and hopefully he'll touch on some of these uh, definitions. So, Tommy, I'm going to let you introduce yourself and take over. That was my first 15 minutes, and I guess the hour and 45 minutes is yours, unless we have people call in. So I'm going to get – Tommy, can you hear me now? I can hear you fine. Okay, well, you're live and on the air. Yeah, go ahead, and I'm going to mute, but I'm right here listening, okay, and I'll watch the board. Okay, go ahead. Thank you, TJ. It's always a pleasure. All right, uh, the first thing I want to say – in this life where we all are right now, we have opinions, we have ideas, we have programmed ideas which we receive from everybody around us. It's your, it's your place in your life to, to scratch through them, clear them apart, tear them apart, find the truth within everything you think you learn or know. Because there's always a truth somewhere behind things, and it's up to you to dig it out and pull it out of that. Because... Uh, Parents don't know what's right for another person. Children don't know what's right for other children. So schooling doesn't teach us anything important about life. So we're in a, in a scenario where we're being constantly programmed with everything other than something that's important to us as a spiritual awareness. And I, I will try to explain that. Now, before I get into too much about it, the word spiritual is being overused, and I say it's being abused by a lot of people because you have to have a definition and you ask the average person what the definition of spiritual is and you can't get an answer ask yourself what does it mean to you and well that'll be your definition of it but see when you go into a dictionary or to relate it to another word but it's it's its own word it's its own feeling emotion thought and energy but to tune into that you have to be in a higher awareness. And I'm not saying rising to six, seven dimensional beings or nothing like that. Just that in our reality, who we are, we have, sorry about that, uh, my computer was playing a game, but we have the mind, which runs the body, and then we have soul that lives within the body. And there's a big difference there. Now, I'm not going to separate what you believe in it's up to you to learn the difference if you want to, because Buddhism has one belief on it, Christianity has another, atheists have another, and people in certain paths are a way they think is much different than other people's. For me, I can only tell you by direct experience over and over again uh, of being involved with it on a spiritual quest all my life, and I'm talking from Basically, I became aware at six years old. And from then on, it was always a quest for truth, what God is, what life is, and what death is. I know most people don't like to talk about death. And I want to get into that because all these little things help you find where you need to put your feet on this ground when you start walking forward. You can always walk backwards. It's not, it doesn't take that much talent to walk backwards. But it takes a lot more uh, ability to walk forward in a spiritual path or in an aware state, and then living by that uh, state that you attain by moving into it. 
There's many paths that teach you sidetracks. I mean, when you add sex uh, into it, or like, I mean, when we get into, I, I want to get into all those things a little by little, but like ghost busting and, and spirits and demons and all those other words, they're all part of your awareness. If you're not aware of any, any of that, you're missing most of your awareness of what soul really is and, and how it functions and how it functions within the reality that it dwells. All right, soul doesn't always dwell here. And when you go to sleep, the soul leaves the body and it goes into the astral plane sometimes. Not all the time, but it can and it does. And it's so hard for the mind to understand that. So when a person comes back, it usually gets transformed into something else. So, I mean, I, I'm going to go into a bunch of things that all help you grow or help you help you grow if you want to. Uh, like when you have dreams, uh, they translate them. You can actually work on your dreams. It took me a couple of years to at least get some knowledge of them, what they mean, uh, what, what warnings they offer you, what truth they offer you, and then how to go from a dream state to the uh, lucid dreaming state and become aware of actual experiences from past lives. And not saying they don't interfere with each other, because when you're dreaming, it could take parts of your uh, past lives and throw it in with what you're dreaming about. And then it just confuses you in your dream. So for me, after years of work, I mean, I learned to go in and out of dreams, stop them, go back in it, make it better, change it if I don't like it, or take it to a higher level and then experience something different. So they're all useful tools. But I, I do like to try to get into them for each person where they are. I mean, everybody's at a different level. I don't think one person on this planet is actually vibrating at the same frequency, same sound. We all have a sound, and that sound is actually our spiritual name. And you can find that too. All these techniques, I mean, I study with all different kinds of teachers, masters, deities as well. So it's not just coming from one person. It's not coming from a book, and it's not coming from planet Earth, a lot of it, or the physical reality. So I can tell you, uh, I'm 67. I'll be 68 in two months. But you know, it was constant work. Spiritual growth is probably the hardest path you can take if you want to attain it. Now, there is a reason why you would want to attain it. Uh, millionaires, billionaires, trillionaires. Well, we don't have uh, a trillionaire yet. Uh, but these multi-billionaires, uh, they don't put their attention on that in most cases. And if they do, they wouldn't be a, tr- uh, a multi-billionaire. So, uh, and, you know, I don't want to get into those details right now. And, and you'll understand it as we move forward through this. But the groundwork has to be laid out because you can't just go somewhere without even knowing why, what, what's going to happen and everything else before you do it. It's, oh, if you're going to get in a boat, you want to know what a boat does. It goes on the water. How fast does it move? What drives it? What pushes it? How, and all the conditions around it. You just don't jump on the boat, go out into the middle of the ocean and say, hey, now what do I do? Where do I go? How do I get anywhere from here? Well, there's a compass, there's a Lorraine, and they help you find your way. So there's things you need, I call them tools, if you want to call them tools, uh, becoming aware of abilities. There's different words that you can use. I hope I'm back. My my computer's playing games. I don't know what's going on. But, uh, okay, here's the thing. I started when I was six, and it wasn't a voluntary thing. 
It wasn't like saying, well, I'm going to start a spiritual quest. You don't know what's going on when you're little. You know what the effects and what, what's going on in your little reality that you have. I mean, you don't leave your house too much when you're real little. And the effects of the energy that comes into the house, which people don't talk about, parents don't talk about. All these things help you become aware of who and what you are. Children can see the light. Children can hear the sound. Children can see angels, beings, as well as demons. They're not protected from that. And they're definitely more open to perceive it or, or recognize it. And each thing is important because later on when you leave your body, you need to see your angels or guides, learn how to trust them, understand, make sure that they're real or good or, or in the right kind of a being to be next to, that you're going to put your life or your soul into their hands. And you always have to be aware wherever you go, no matter what you do. Even in this physical reality, you can give all your heart and love and compassion to a person and they could totally abuse it on you or twist it or take it, whatever. This is a, this isn't the start, this isn't the end for soul at all. It's only the beginning for soul's awareness. And here's a statement I have to make now because it's, you might not accept it later on. And if you don't, it's going to be pretty hard to follow everything I tell you. Soul only purpose it only has one purpose is to find out what it is all right people say well to get a job to get a home to have a family buy a car and all those things they're just toys for a word i'm not even going to say tools because those tools don't help you explore the the worlds and realms when you leave this physical reality all right. So when you say, well, uh, my, what's my true purpose here? It's a simple answer. And nobody wants to hear it. They want to hear, well, they're here to change the world, to save mankind, to save animals, to save whatever. No. Each entity within itself has its own direct mission to find out what it is. Even animals are learning. I was just going through something this morning and last night about little creatures, ants, bugs, uh, and things like that, frogs, and, and what do they believe, what do they learn, uh, and I came to an awareness, and this is interesting, you know, male and female, uh, in reality, I think men think women are prettier, uh, or beautiful, in in a fish world, it's always the men that are pretty, not the female, in the bird kingdom, it's always the male that's pretty, not the female, so, in their awareness, they have to be able to recognize that, so what I'm saying is what we don't even know about animals and creatures, they have an awareness, and it's probably a lot more than mankind gives them. Well, I mean, when a peacock spreads its wings to attract, I mean, there has to be an awareness that they have that goes beyond, well, they just eat and die. Uh, they don't understand. Uh, when animals take care of each other and things like that, all that awareness is different than ours. It's inherited awareness. When they're born, they're given certain awareness. I mean, the same as a child. But, you know, if you take a child, born, put them out in the wilderness, how long do you think they can live? Uh, and a lot of animals can live by themselves without the help. But some of them need their mother. But uh, if they weren't given any help, what does a child become? Does it? Can it even eat? So these things that are passed down, and I mean... I don't want to go against a complete theory that I, I 
worked on for a long period of time, realizing it was a fallacy. You heard of the story of the 100th monkey. Well, I'll tell you, it might have been right at the time during their experience or experiment. But in reality, if we learned from our experiences and it transforms the whole reality, we wouldn't be going through the same experiences. Every lifetime you come back, you're going to stick your hand in fire. Why is that? Because you didn't learn the first time. So to say you learn in time, you have your whole life to learn that fire is hot. And then when you reincarnate and come back, you're still going to stick your hand in fire to see that it's hot and burn. So it's not like that awareness grows and completely becomes reality for the next generation of souls. So when they say a million monkeys uh, or even a thousand monkeys attained awareness, it affected all monkeys. It really doesn't. Uh, with that, okay, I'm trying to build your foundation, which you need to take your first step. When we talk about religion, all right, do you have a religion? If not, that's okay. Do you consider yourself spiritual? You can tell yourself whatever you want. That's okay, too. But we're going to start being uh, from a place of being soul, S-O-U-L, a soul. We each are one. We're our own. We're not connected to any other soul. Um, this is an experience and experiences and work that I spent my whole life doing, working out and figuring out and proving, which combined with all my other lifetimes back to Atlantis. So it's not like I just put one piece of the puzzle together. I have a lot of, I'd say most of the pieces of the puzzle. And I, I still can't find a piece that I don't have for my puzzle. So including why I'm here and why I'm leaving. But that takes time and it takes lifetimes. Nobody attains that in one lifetime. They might say they will. I mean, I can go into names and people that say, well, I'm aware, I'm completely aware, and all this and all that. But you know how you can tell? Ask them what God is. Ask them what spiritual means. Two little words. One's a little bigger than the other. But what do they really mean? Now, I know most people, I don't care what they're talking about, still have no understanding of a real God. And what I mean by a real God is what it truly is. The problem with that, religions created an idea of what God was. Now, this, the other part of that, aliens, after they destroyed Atlantis, created images. Those images mankind accepted in our now, now phrase word God. But in those days, they were called deities. Hinduism was the first religion on this planet. Before that, it was animalism and praying and worshiping animals and things like that. They didn't have anything else to deal with. Well, uh, I hope you understand that we didn't come from a monkey. Uh, if you do, I'm sorry you believe that, but that's your choice. <clears throat> we each have to grow and learn. I mean, you could start wherever you want, and if that's where you want to start, that's fine. But this, all through my childhood, the word missing link was always there. So we never understood the separation between the two. Meaning, okay, we came to this point, and then suddenly we were this. So they called it the missing link. Well, because there was no connection between the two. We didn't come from cavemen. We weren't the same race of beings. The same as the giants that were here. They were not the same race as we were. So science is trying to prove multiple things. I mean, I just watched a special, and you would believe after all the specials over the past 10 years of all these giant skeletons and everything else, they're proving that giants exist. 
special. Last night said no such thing anywhere. Everything was faked. Everything's not real. So uh, when they just down and downplay it, uh, that's true. I mean, even the, the book in the Bible that talks about it, the book that was taken out, the book Enoch, talks about giants. Whether they were real or not, it doesn't matter to your spiritual growth. It's not going to help you grow any more faster by believing in them or not believing in them. The same as ancient history will not help you attain realization. And the first realization you need to attain is self-realization. And what it means, I don't care what dictionary says, it means understanding what you are as soul in this reality. Not when you die or anything else. It's this reality that you're in. The second phase of that is called God realization. That's when you can understand how God works with all soul. But both of them are pretty far from the average person. And I'm not using this word as a frame of ego or saying I attained it and you didn't. But it's something every soul needs to go through and learn. And if you attain self-realization, great. If you attain God-realization, that's even better. But how do you prove it to yourself and how do you know? Well, as we go through the, the steps of in these inner worlds and everything else getting closer to God, you'll find out. Because the numbers prove that most people are not spiritual. And when I mean numbers, Christianity has roughly 2.4 billion people. And they're all dead set in their belief. I mean, there's about 500 different branches of it, but they all believe the basic concept of the idea. Then you take Muslims. They had 2.1, 2.2 billion in the world. So look at the percentage of people that are already locked into a teaching, a belief system. That system has been a program for a long period of time. Now, Hinduism is a little bit different because uh, it is based on supposedly deities they work with. Now, I'll say this. Deities, the word deity, what they are is real. I mean, mankind, it's even the same as the Ten Commandments, but in Hinduism, they created all these statues of the deities. In Christianity, you can't create a statue of God of any form. So there's a big separation right there. But Hinduism was dealing with these beings that they call gods. They were called deities, but we call them gods now. But uh, they're multiple multiple arms, multiple heads, multiple bodies, half animal, half this, and all that. So how real are they? They're all real to different levels of awareness when you start leaving your body. You'll meet with them as well. All right? Because they're real. They're not just somebody had a bad dream and created a whole idea of what they are. I mean, and I'll, real shortly, I had an experience. Uh, I spent five years dealing with the deity. When I was six till I was 11, I didn't know who it was until I was 25. I was with a Tibetan teacher of mine, master. And he says, well, you know who you're working with. And I said, what do you mean who I'm working with? I didn't know. I didn't know the word working with. I mean, I just knew this deity came to me, took me out. And brought me places, showed me things, taught me things. And it had nothing to do with planet Earth. All right. I, I will, I'll get into that as we start getting into the word traveling. But uh, the foundation has to be created. You can't build a house without a foundation. And you have to know where the limits are, how far you can go, what you need to build the foundation, 
after you have the foundation, you could start building your house. All right. When Jesus spoke about in his father's mansion, his many rooms, what is that house really? What does it consist of? I don't want to get into that yet, but it's beyond this level of awareness that most people have. And it's not a religion. Spiritual growth has nothing to do with religion, and it has nothing to do with being a spiritualist. I mean, it's awareness. There's two separate words. Um, I, I know T.J. won't use the same words I do, or, or maybe not agree with the words that I use either. But we each have our own truth, our truth that we experience, and what we believe we experience, what we want to believe we experience, and what we really experience, really, that did happen. Now, there's a big difference. Most people are living in a programmed idea. All right? And the new word in the UFO world, of course, is an experiencer. They can't prove anything that they experience, and it doesn't relate to any reality. All right? Except the reality they created with their thoughts. When we go back to who we are, why are we here? The first thing is to realize, all right, how much time do we have in this reality? Every soul can live anywhere from one year old to 125. I mean, and it's not, I won't say you're lucky if you live to 125, because if you do, you will probably have seen some of your children die, which is not a pleasurable thing, especially when you get older. So age is an important to become spiritually aware. The second thing is an attachment to things that you think you're, in, you're attached to, your family and, and things like that. When you age, you start aging. You start losing everything about yourself. Why well, I'm bringing up the word aging, we age for a reason. All right. A lifetime, uh, put it this way. You go to kindergarten for what? A year. You go to first grade, three years. You go to second grade, three years. You go to college for three years, four years. You can go eight years. The time frame is what you're supposed to learn within that time frame. So 125 years for the average person, somewhere in between that, they should learn what they need to take the next step in their life. When it means leaving the physical world to go into the astral plane. All right, that's the first step. But you're supposed to attain that awareness somehow, some way. And if you don't, you get another 125 years to do it again. And if you don't learn it then, you get another 125 years to do it again. But the problem is most people, as so, do not learn but they don't remember. When you die, when you let go of this physical body, and you go to the S plane, you stay there for a period of time, but then when you come back here, very few souls have any awareness of any of that. So in other words, you spent 125 years doing nothing, and you got to start over. Like I said, you got to stick your hand back. You got to stick your hand back in the fire to know that it's hot. All right. So that point is where you actually have to start all over, all right? Meaning, go and do the same things when you were a little child. And now what makes it even harder, since man has become more corrupted, more programmed, the ideas and thoughts are so far from the truth of reality being pulled into the delusion and the illusionary reality that people want to live in. Okay, now you can take Buddhist teaching and say this is all a dream. It's all imaginary. And if you want to believe that, you can live in that state. But at the same point, if that's all it is, you can change it and make it anything you want. All right? 
But see, again, it's all on your awareness. If you're not aware of God, you're not going to be able to incorporate that into what you create, which I'll tell you straight out right now will not allow you to go into the higher worlds of God. If you can't create the right things, why would God want you to move into its realities, or its higher realities rather than the lower ones? Earth I call hell, and then the astral planes the next realm, but they're the lowest level soul can go. This is hell. It wasn't like soul was somewhere else burning and then you jump into that fire. This is it. And when you leave this world, you're stepping out of it. Even when you go to the astral plane for a short period of time, you're out of this realm. Very few souls to get to stay there, and there's a simple way to get to stay there. The word that you have to deal with in this physical reality is called karma. Hinduism had it right. It's the most important word that you have to deal with. Because if you stop creating karma, it allows awareness to happen and unfold. You create more karma, it slows the process of awareness to grow. And when you start growing, you let go of the negative side, dark side, uh, and move into the light. But people's ideas with freedom don't understand what the word freedom means and abuses that word as well. We're all free. No, we will never be free. Ever. Oh, well, I want to be free. Well, go into the bliss state. Stay in the light and sound. Don't, don't take on a consciousness of who you are. And just be that. You'll be free. Be free to be a vibrating ball of light. And that's it. Never to do anything else again. If that's what you want to attain, that's one step. It's the first step that Buddha taught. If you want to go into that, that's fine. But there's steps beyond that. And if you, if you understand that you have angels, deities working with you, if you're aware and open up to them, they can teach you all the things you need to know in those other realms. 32 psychic abilities were created on a yester plane. They were brought here in Atlantis, and they were used wisely. When, when alien races came here, that's what they changed about us. They took our abilities away. After they destroyed Atlantis, the ones that stayed here, and programmed into the horrible things like killing and, and abuse and all those kind of words, which we didn't have. So it wasn't God's fault, and it wasn't really man's fault, but man has taken that. Instead of breaking away from it, it's absorbing it and using it. Everything we create today is taking us further and further away from any aspect of understanding a true God. Sorry, people, it's not bringing us closer. Building spaceships, building submarines, building wireless phones isn't helping us connect. You're not going to call God up and say, hey, I got a new cell phone. I got 10G. I could talk to you now. Ten levels of God, so I could talk to God at the tenth level. No, it's not going to be like that, and it never will be. Science can only deal with the physical reality when a proton, neutron, and electron, uh, uh, magnetic energy, Earth's gravitational energy, uh, it's all in the physical reality, and it's a, a dense vibration. Each realm, when we get into the realms where soul moves into, become lighter and less dense. So the solidest form means physical. The astral form means the astral body, and you can see that as well, but it's not solid. You can't chop it in half. You can't shoot it and all those kind of things. So the, the solidness changes, and to describe it before we get into any details, it becomes much closer to a real light beam. Shine a light. Seagull across the room, 
try to hurt it, destroy it, stab it, burn it. Can't do anything to it. So imagine that idea of not being able to be destroyed in any way. Uh, it changes everything. So there's so many things that we are working on at the same time in this lifetime. We are being pushed and shoved with the things that take that take our attention off of it. All right. Now, where do we start? Well, I'm helping you build a foundation. How, how much time are you going to put into becoming aware? Every minute, every day, every second. Where do you want to start? How much are you willing to put into it? Obviously, like anything else, the more you put into it, the more you'll get out of it. The, the difference between the word put into it and pushing into it is two separate. You can't push. All right, say the door opens into your house and you're inside the house trying to go out. You can't push on it to go out. You have to open it, the door in. So if you're pushing on a door, it will never open. And they always say, give the space to the door to allow it to open. And when, it, when you go into meditation, go into contemplation, when you go into doing a spiritual exercise, there's a lot of different words for that. Each one has a different content. Uh, what's the proper word? Uh, actually has a different meaning and form. And it creates a different outcome. If you meditate on nothingness and, and go into nothingness, you attain nothingness. All right. If you go into meditation and focus on something, you'll get into that, whatever you're focusing on. If you're op opening the door, focusing on that, that's an actual movement. Uh, and then actually seeing your spirit guides. You can't create them. You can try. But when you open that door, the, the angels or deities or beings, guides, whatever words you are attained to, to grow with right now will be there. Every soul has at least two. At least two. I have three. Some people have more. But they're there with beings or whatever you want to call it that are vibrating but with a level that you're able to understand and help you move forward. So... It's not an individual path, like everybody would say. I mean, it's individual for you to do the work to get to that point. But when you get to that point, you're going to get help. The help that you truly need to move further. I mean, it's just like going from kindergarten to college. I mean, it's a big step, but guess what? You still need a teacher to teach you what you're going to learn. And just thinking you, a sad, sad idea. People think when they die... And most psychics, uh, people that work with beings and ghosts and spirits, think because you die, you become spiritually aware. Think you become an angel and all those words. You do not. You're the same soul that was living in this body with the same awareness. Now you do experience death and you see that there's a separation there. But that you think I'm aware? Make... Do I think you're aware? Uh-huh. You answer it. Are you aware? I think so. I hear an echo. <laughs> I thought I'd better let you know my kids just came by. So I, I was gone a few minutes, so I didn't know if you noticed. But No problem. How are you doing, okay? I'm doing fine. Yeah. If you want to listen okay. to any, that's okay. So I was in the first 15 minutes or so, but now you're at a minute and 12. So you've been talking almost a little at 30 minutes. So I haven't been okay. gone, but maybe 12 minutes. But I had to go no get problem. my daughters. They had my car. You want to come back in? 
no, uh, I don't know where you're at in the storyline. So, uh, are you? Where are you right now? Okay. I'm up to dealing with the guides and spirit guides and deities that we work with. Uh, okay. Well, now some people separate it by a conscious, subconscious, superconscious, and that's what I learned in science seminars and also spiritual world network. But you know, we deal now with neuroscience and uh, quantum physics. Now I watch world science a lot, but uh, everybody has a different opinion. And so everybody's entitled to their opinion, and all we can do is tell them who we are, how we think, and what works for us, and that we hope that uh, they like us well enough to join us on the Internet in our relationship, you know. And some people say they've been getting a lot of help from Blog Talk for years. So they call in because they learn things, and we educate them. So I hope that is uh, what everybody feels like listening to you today because we have quite a few of your lessons and you have a good following but uh anyway uh i'll just let you continue okay okay i'm gonna hit save i put right. the so, love light liberty to, okay. law and life what she was saying is we have a high awareness which we assume is a different reality it's like a different one of us but it's no it's us when when these great speakers speak about attaining a higher awareness. It's the same person. It's just that you're trying to focus on who you really are. That's all. It's not like you become super powered or anything else. It's just you're staying a little more focused on that part of yourself of what soul really is. It doesn't become super powerful or anything else. Money is not anything to pertaining to spirituality as well. And if you focus on money, you're not focusing on spirituality. So we'll get into that word, which I'm slowly going to do as we talk right now. But uh, the idea that we attain spiritual awareness by having lots of money is, is a fallacy. To think you can buy it is a fallacy. It just doesn't happen. And it just doesn't pop up in your reality and you're that. Now, when we talk about our higher selves, it's just a matter of focusing on what you want to believe is your higher self. You are soul. It doesn't change, and it'll stay that way all the way up into the higher plane, which is the fifth plane, all right? It's not going to change into a dragon or any, any other thing. It's going to stay what it is, you as soul. The body that you chose that you're in right now is only temporary, but the features of soul within itself will stay the same. Uh, a light being doesn't have like a big nose, short ears, big feet, whatever. It doesn't have those kind of features. Your sexual body parts are not the same. I mean, there are none. So it's so different to try to compare that to the body or the consciousness of a mind. Now, what I wanted to say since TJ brought it into the picture, quantum physics, all right, Tesla was responsible for making that become a really important thing in this reality, all right? Now, you have to understand we're in the first dimension, uh, first realm, it has multiple dimensions. So when they talk about going to dimensions, you're not going into higher realms. You're not going to more spiritual realms. Anything but. If you're dealing with aliens and demons and all those things, you're staying in the lower dimension. Even though we're, just, we're going to go into another dimension, you're still in the physical realm 
meaning the first level. There's three three in this realm. I call it uh, the the beginner, the middle, and the and the le- the lesser, which is means you're leaving it. All right. But within that, protons, neutrons, and electrons vibrate differently. So when a scientist says, "Oh, they found the gods gods." God cell and things like that, they're delusional. It's only a, it's like breaking down an atom. And if you want to be real creative with thinking, if you break an atom down and go into each part of that and then break that down and go into each part of that and break that down and go into each part of that and say that's where we are right now. All right? But we don't perceive it that way. The same as we don't perceive what we are in the bigger picture of where we are and what we are. When they say we're all one consciousness, that's a programmed idea. All right. It's a consciousness that bees have, ants have. Do you want to be part of that kind of a consciousness? Fine. You can be. It's not that complicated to create it or stay within that. The problem is trying to get out of that, trying to get beyond that. Oneness. Would you want to be one with all the souls on this planet? I don't know one soul on this planet I'd want to be one with. Not one. Never mind 7.4 billion of them. To think they think the same, they don't. To think they act the same, they don't. To think they know anything close to each other, they don't. So why would you want to be one with that? And then now, if you're not one with each other, you're one with God. You don't know God. How can you be one with it? Well, the biggest excuse that you're using now is one with the universe. Why would you want to be one with the universe? A universe doesn't have thought as we perceive it. It doesn't have the creating ability. I mean, if you want to believe science, which is a lie, the black hole and the Big Bang and all those kind of things, one Big Bang, really, uh, to create human life. And even the smartest scientists are only coming out admitting there has to be a central individual creating force, meaning something that's aware of what it's being created. Now, and and... Everybody will have to agree or try to disprove it, which you can't. There's no way a soul, a soul, a cell can keep multiplying and constantly move forward. All right, you take a, a mutating cell, it becomes a dragon, becomes a lion, it becomes a tiger. And then those break down, one becomes a human, one becomes a, a, an alien. Uh, no, it's not like that, and it can't. But then you take apart your human body. Every cell in the body has its own mission. It's like they're alive and well, and they got their own mission to do in their whole life. The same as we do as a soul. It's so complicated. And when science says, well, they found the God God gene or whatever they want to say, or we all came from the black race, these ridiculous statements. They don't know nothing about DNA yet. They know 12 strands. There's 32 basic strands, and I don't know how many more are there are than that. And it could be lots more that nobody knows about even. Like I said, when you start breaking something down to its core, you never can get to the core. I mean, the microchips and what they can put in an atom right now, these bio, bio I, don't, I can't even say it, bio, biomites, whatever, a word, a little tiny dot that's actually a computerized programmed robot that they can put in your body in the air, so small. So imagine the technology to build that. So then to go deeper inside that, what kind of tools do you have? What kind of thing? See, it's beyond what we can perceive 
in this consciousness right now. Quantum physics is now taking that and moving it into different dimensions of this physical reality. CERN, which is the most dangerous weapon on the planet, and they're trying to create a, a vortex and a black hole to go through. All right. When they do, they made these spacesuits that think they're going to be able to jump into it and go somewhere. It's like jumping into the Yesa plane. You can get there. If you get there by yourself and you get stuck there, you're not going to find your way. All right. And it's not like every angel's going to jump out. Oh, I'm going to help you off. Go to the street corner and say, Where, where's the way to get out of here? It's not going to be like that. Because it's not going to be as solid as this world is. So you're, you're, if you're attaining, or trying to attain, and you're really working on and attaining it, spiritual awareness, you're starting a most complex journey you'll ever take, and you probably have ever taken in any of your other lifetimes. Something that most people don't want to recognize either about that. So usually is the best it has ever been right now. Think about it. You had 200 lifetimes. You have a lot of awareness if you can tap into that. If you're only here for like 10 lifetimes, you have a little bit of awareness. And that's all you can tap into. The consciousness of the universe, it doesn't know. The planets, the moon, the stars, shooting stars, meteorites, they don't have an awareness of a God. They're not there sitting there talking to people or talking or vibrating with other things. Human consciousness is the one thing that overrides all other animals and creatures. Being aware of being alive and being aware of higher things is separate. You can, like an animal taking care of its children, it doesn't know much further than that. A dog can recognize love from a, from a person, but it doesn't recognize God. Uh, and then the other thing is, they're aware much more aware than we perceive or understand. You ever watch a dog have a nightmare? And watch them dream? They dream too. So dreaming's a critical thing to a lot of different animals, creatures, and everything else as well. So there's a fine line between dreams and reality for a consciousness awareness. Because if you can tap into that and use it wisely, it's incredible. Now, I'm going to sidetrack. I mean, it's Halloween. I watch so many ghost stories and spirits and everything. The past three days, I much watch day and night, uh, constantly, all day long, all these different ghost shows. I have half of them recorded, and it's about like yesterday and today. There was two channels on all day. So now the other thing is spirits, ghosts, entities, poltergeists, all those kind of words. They're here now. So and they're in a different form. They're not in the solid form. They're in their astral body. All right. Uh, can you be in your astral body and be here? Of course. Can we be in our be here and be in our astral body? Of course. So it's not too much different between the astral plane and this reality, except we're not driving around in the same car. The car being the body. So when I wanted to bring this up, the first time, uh, and I think the person that did it, his is Ozzy, Ozzy's son, Rick. He's been doing a lot of ghost things for the past couple of years. And I really didn't even know it was him until recently. But he did a special just yesterday. The first time they had this incredible proof of an experience. And I needed to tell you because this, this can help you understand how we deal with it in this physical reality. All right. This lady said the house was haunted. So 
uh, Ozzy and, and this woman that he works with went to the house. And they're talking to the lady. She says, I can feel it. I can see it and all these things. So they set up an experiment. And you and this is, it was on yesterday. I'm sure you can pull it up. But it showed, okay, what they decided, they said they're going to try something completely different they never did before. And I don't think anybody else ever did it. All right, what they did, they put the woman that said she was aware of what's going on, they put her in one room. And they put this thing over so she could only hear what, what they wanted her to hear sound, right? Uh, now, the other woman went into the other house. They were both haunted houses. They both had property and everything. And the other woman in the other house that was supposed to be talking to the spirits was asking questions in the other house. Well, this woman basically really went into a trance and started answering all the questions in the other house. So when when they asked, Rick said something to the lady in the other house, well, asked the ghost, and she asked the ghost, and then this lady would answer. The one that, the one that said the house was haunted. And they did it nonstop until very, the very end, and the spirit said, I'm leaving. Uh, it's over. And then the spirit just left, and she says, they're not talking to me no more. But every question they asked her, she answered it, where the body was dead, where the child was, and all these things. And there was no connection between the person that was asking the questions in the other house and her in the other house. It was incredible. I mean, I, I was into ghost busting when I was young and all those things. So it's not that incredibly crazy to me. But somebody that doesn't believe in ghosts and spirits and talking to spirits and all those things have a long way to go. So I don't mean I don't want to pull you into that. Because that will also sidetrack you. I spent years doing ghost busting. I was 14 when I started. I become a witch. And I, I like the word witch. Uh, and then I worked with the covenant. I was a high priest for years. I learned psychic abilities. I learned the most, thing, most important thing about psychic abilities. And I'm telling you straight out. You don't and you can't and you shouldn't be using them here as a directed tool. If you're showing something when something's going to happen, it's a different story. That's so recognizing and using it the right way. But when you turn around and say, well, I'm going to read your mind. I'm going to hypnotize you. I'm going to see the future. I'm going to do this. When you control it, you're playing God. And karma is created when you play God. Seriously. Anybody in the healing world, remember, it's not your energy you're working with. It's a person you're talking to. They give over their energy to you. And if it wasn't true, you could heal the whole world. And you can't even heal 10 people out of one out of 10 if you're lucky. So the idea of that is a programmed mind that thinks they're healers. It's a great word. Sounds great. Well, Jesus was a healer. Jesus brought people back from the dead. Let's see one person, one person on this planet do it. So the concept of psychic abilities will be used wrongly. The same as Tesla said, his inventions are not going to be used wisely, which they are not. We're destroying the planet with that alone. So do you want all this extra information? Well, I'm making sure you have a solid ground. If you didn't listen to this show before, I hope you send it to people you know that, that you're uh, friends with. And then if, you're not, if you didn't understand what I said, listen to it again. If you have a problem with anything I'm saying, please call me, text me. Skype me. I answer my calls, my texts, everything. Uh, I'm only here to give you truth that I know and I could prove. But here's something I'm going to tell you. 
I'm going to give you information that will help you attain God realization if you want it. I'm not telling you what I experienced. I'm telling you how you need to experience what you need to experience to become that and do that. There's a big difference. All these speakers talking about this, that, and the other thing, they're not giving you the technique. All right. Meditation is the simplest form of a starting point, but it's only the beginning point. Every step after that is much more complicated, much more complex, and much more directed uh, personality from yourself dedicated to it. So when you're really ready, and I tell people this, I give people a simple technique to work with for 30 days, three zero, 30 days. Can you count them on your fingers? Can you count them any which way? 30 days. It can't be 20. It can't be 15. It can't be 5. It can't be 10. Or it can't be 25. I'm telling you, I need 30 days to what I'm giving you. I mean, one of the greatest speakers says 21 days. And you reprogram the subconscious mind, which is true. But you want to make sure the program's set right and that, it, that you, you build, the, build the foundation around that as well. Now, if you're doing it for 30 days, there's no in-between. You can't break it. Because if you break it, it allows the subconscious just to accept what it has, that program already. And you can't take away the one that's already in it. It'll stay there. After 15 days, and you start moving into 21 days, it locks that program out. And now you're able to put a new program in there. And that's where the next step comes in. You have to be able to take the next step. Because taking the program out, it's like taking your computer. It's running on a disk. You take the disk out. Now what's it going to do? You've got to put a new disk in there with a new program. But that program that you're going to put in there after you take the other one out has to be 100% real to you and where you really want to go. You can't let the government put it in there. You can't let school put it in there. You have to put it in there. And create the foundation of what that's going to be. And if it's awareness, which I'm telling you is the most important thing you can put in that space, it's the most important thing you can do. And we'll get into that. When we get to that point, we have to be able to get to the point where we're ready to leave our bodies. So getting back to the point when I say 30 days, when you do your meditation is the first word you get. I'm going to give a word to you right now. Create, createtation. Meaning you create your meditation. I just made it up, but I hope it sounds good. Creatation. All right. Meaning, okay, you're going into your meditative state and you're creating what's going to happen from there. And I'm not saying delusional because you're going to open it for what's really there to come out. You're not going to create angels. You're not going to create the doorway. You're going to see the doorway that's there. It's going to be a light, but if you see a form of a door, it makes it easier for your consciousness to, to perceive it and understand it at this level. It's always when Jesus talked to his people, he had to use Father because how could they relate to God? People today can't relate to God, and they still say Jesus was a God, and, and that was an image of a man. To perceive that, to think God was a man in any form, any shape, and that it was even a man is so ridiculous. Sorry, people, I'm not dealing with Christianity, religions. I'm dealing with truth. God's not a man sitting there. All right? It's way beyond that. 
It doesn't have the form of a human body. It doesn't have sexual gender, genitalia, or anything like that. But it's the most powerful force in all realms and dimensions. How it thinks is beyond conception of a human body person right now. I can say I got, I got next to it. Uh, does God talk to anybody? No, it does not. Well, Moses, no, the angels, deities, God created all those things for a reason. Everything in God's world has a reason. All right, when you believe that or not, it's true. Here is hell, and that's why Satan rules this realm. And please don't say, well, it's aliens and it's this. No, Satan rules all aliens and all beings that give in to the negative side. And what is the negative side? Two people could have positive and negative sides, and they're totally different. Other countries, they have sex with children. Children have two fathers, two mothers, and all those kind of things. I mean, all those realities that we create, Mars, are created by man and usually rich people. It has nothing to do with God, nothing to do with awareness. I mean, they realize that if you have sex with your family, you, you can have misfits and all that. How come if you believe in any kind of story of creation, there had to be a male and a female? And they had to have sex with their children to create a population. So why aren't they all retarded? Are all dimensional beings and creatures? And why did we ever get back to... See, you know, stories get twisted. Science re- rearranges everything to make us not know the truth at any level. If you think you're going to hear the truth within 50 years, you, you, you got a problem. Our technology that they're using, that they are using right now, is way beyond, beyond the consciousness and awareness of 98% of this planet. It's not as easy becoming aware. Getting back to, I just want to finish that same. When God said, uh, when Jesus was talking about God, it had to say, Father. These people had no conception of that. And, and people say, oh, he didn't die. He didn't do this. He's an alien. If he didn't die, the teachings that he came here to teach wouldn't have been able to be recognized. If he didn't come back, they would never understand death after the body dies. Nobody in history, to back to Atlantis, was teaching about a real God after Atlantis went down. Nobody. Deities took over, aliens took over, and played, played God. But they didn't even call him God in those days. All right? But we, we call everything God that has superpower. But uh, again, aliens played on the Egyptians and the Mayans and the Aztecs. They accept them as a God per se. But all the things before that, deities. Deities are real. All right? Now, uh, God's super creative. You have to realize he created dinosaurs. He created everything. So to go from dinosaurs to multiple dimensional deities and things like that, it's outrageous. But each one of those things has a different vibration and a different reason for being here. Now, something that, like, when they talk about God, God's the three, oh my, uh, oh, uh, I'm impressing, I'm a significant, and well, whatever those three things are, never changing, never, God always is growing. It would have no sense to be what it is if it didn't. 
The same as each one of our souls. If we didn't grow, there'd be no sense to being it. Just imagine being a spot on a wall. For infinity, what good would it be? Would you be happy being a spot on a wall? Or a grain of sand on the beach? A drop in the ocean? All the scenarios they use? Oh, you're a drop of water and you touch the ocean, you're part of the ocean. Well, you're not. But you're talking about a different form of, of energy and life altogether. A soul is a soul. It doesn't become multi-souled and all the other words. So that whole concept is, is much deeper, much more ten- attention needed to focus on it, to understand it. But you have to eliminate science. Science is, science is completely out the door unaware of the truth. They can't explain anything about death, can't explain anything about the important words. Science and, and government and, and people like coming out of MJ-12 with remote viewing and all those words, they're dealing with astral energy. Sure, you can tune into a person's mind and control it and all those kind of things, which is what they're doing. They created the harp system a long time ago. They can control every person on this planet with a thought, with with the harp system. They can pinpoint a person anywhere on the planet. All right. And you think they want to hear that? Jesse Ventura, who is my idol in in the exposure in the the, the true person that actually exposes the truth. Not a whistleblower. He exposes the truth. He doesn't create stories. He proved everything he showed on his TV show. And in the last year, the government took it away because he was showing the truth, the truth about certain things. The last year, he showed about FEMA camps, why they're there, what they are, what they look like. People ready to be put in them? They better get ready because they are going to be used. They were built for a reason. Underground cities were built. I listened to the speaker. Should I say her name or not? 20 letters to her saying everything I could against what she said. Uh, you know... When you're, when you're in a host or like you have all these whistleblowers coming in every day, you get thousands of twisted stories. Each one says it's real. How come not one of them could go with another one and help mankind do something? All right. None of them are beneficial. The stories aren't beneficial. What I'm giving you is hopefully going to help you understand about protection, which you need before you do anything. When you go to the store, when you go to a bar, when you go out, the protection against the energy that attacks you, all right, to bringing it home to your family and things like that, which is a starting point. And very few parents do that or are aware of that. Drinking and smoking pulls it in, and you have to clear that energy out. All these little things are dangerous. You can say, no, they're not. I can deal with them. Yeah, you can deal with them, but you will stay in this realm, planet Earth, which I call hell, for another 10 lifetimes. So, with all I gave you so far, I hope you can perceive or understand the conditioning you got to give yourself to get ready to start the path. Or if you're already on it, how much are you into it already? Did you ever have an out-of-body experience? Can you describe it in any great detail? I can go into mine because it was the most important step I ever took because it opened up every part of reality for me, including God. I worked with a deity when I was six. I mean, I was working with angels and all that, but when I had to deal with the aspect of a God and everything else, it changed all that. Deities, I call little gods because these worlds that we're going to talk about going into 
Each has a God to protect it. You got a, a college, a high school. You got somebody that over overrides the whole school. You have to have somebody that something that keeps control over it. You can't let a kindergarten person go to college and say he graduated, and then let him do whatever he wants. Tommy, you got yes. about forty yes. about forty four minutes left. Wow, uh, <laughs> you've been on a roll, haven't you? No, I you have. Well, uh, I, I, you're doing pretty good, huh? But if you want to, you want to say in. something, or no, you can say something well, or anything else. I don't. Yes. Or real slow. <laughs> well, <laughs> I uh, don't understand exactly how we're going to be able to accomplish everything every Sunday, but we've been doing this eight years, folks, and we missed some Sundays, and uh, it was due to my family using death and dying. But uh, I hope that people will understand we do this out of the love of our heart and uh, getting the mind with the heart and mixing it together with the soul and what the soul is all about because we're here such a short time. And, uh, you know, a lot of the things on alien, ancient aliens, history channel, and, uh, that is very commercial and we do like science fiction and, uh, science. There's a lot of scientists that like science fiction, but I also like theosophy and philosophy and I felt like my mission in this reality was uh, to be here and usher in this ascension age, which is about awakening ascension and also the spaceports, which we're going back up in space. Now, not everybody may have the same mission, but uh, Tommy's is a very high calling uh, because maybe people don't understand how we use words and what we mean, especially academics, but... Uh, Having worked in government and out of government, traveled the country and seen uh, how people live and things are very different around the world. And we're not all born into the same culture. And in America, I know that we've been a melting pot for all other type of uh, cultures. And I'm all about American culture and international relations. But, you know, right now it's very uh, fluid is the best way to say it. And uh, I don't like to talk about the politics of the world and i've noticed that a lot of tommy a lot of religions uh if i can just take a few moments tommy uh are really about saving uh churches or evangelicals way of thinking or say somehow they've separating people and uh, most presidents have been christians episcopal or presbyterian you can look it up uh about religions in america but God, the word God, just for everybody, is on our on our money, our currency in America, in the United States of America. It's in our Constitution, which is what we base our laws on, and it's on, in the Declaration of Independence. So uh, this country, this great country, the United States of America, and I happen to be very privileged to have seen a lot of different uh, religions being formed uh in America and studied a lot of world religions, but I would say the majority in America is based on God. Now, how they divide that up or believe uh, there's a lot of Hasidic Jews uh, in America, and we support in America with uh, the Christian face and the Adamic face, and that Tommy can usually talk about all three of them, uh, which is uh, Jews, Christians, and uh, I always want to say Hindu, but it's not. Uh, Muslims, they all come from the Dhamic 
religions all the way back to Adam and Adama. And a lot of people uh, believe that the uh, Enuma Elish and the Atrahasis story and the Great Deluge stories and the stories of Noah and all those came from the on and uh, there's a lot of stories of Ur you are on YouTube. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh no, I I, I keep beeping out every ten minutes for a second. I am. I am. I am. Oh, oh well, that's on but, your uh, side. But you've been you've been real right. good. I've been listening to you the whole time. But I just um, thought I'd add in that a lot of the ancient cultures that we may not believe in, but uh, I have the Ace Folklife for myths and legends as well. So a lot of our stories that have been written, we don't know we were their mysteries. So uh, I would like to just suggest that God is the all-seeing and all-knowing, and men in our way of being, since we really don't know what the God source is really in the way we think with our limited uh, thoughts. We're trying to do our best in neuroscience now to work out the fact that we are smarter academically and left brain logically, but we have our right brain too. And we're whole brain thinkers now, even that's controversial. But uh, Tommy and I have our own opinions, but we've been able to get along. Uh, Some people compared us and his friends to old married couple, but uh, we're both single and uh, he has a partner. He's been very happily uh, partnered with. For how many years have you been with Dom Gall? Almost um, twenty. Uh, twenty years. Almost twenty. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. That's amazing. She's a Hindu. I oh, know she's a she's a Buddhist, isn't she? Right. Is it different right. Buddhist than Hindu? It is, isn't yes. it? Yes. So there's all type of world religions, folks, and I've learned something about in America, Tommy, that a lot of people aren't very educated about all the world religions, and that would really help people to understand and be less biased. And now with all the things that have been happening in America, I think it would really help people to understand uh, more about how our country was founded and that it was mostly, uh, you know, Christians, basically, they were pretty strong. Uh, coming in from uh, the old country, and y'all may know about the tea party and dumping the tea and all that, and taxation, and we don't like taxes, but that's why we left the old country to get away from the king in the first place. But I've noticed a lot of the churches seem to go on the Republican side, and I don't think that should be a split. The uh, poor people, and it did not used to be that. I want you people to know that in America, we, it used to be quite the opposite of the way we think with Democrats and Republicans, but shouldn't bring that up on a religious show possibly. But I've heard a lot of the stories, and I used to go to church quite a lot, the type you go to brick and mortar and show up, and there's a lot of people having them in their cars now. But Tommy and I have an Internet church only on Sundays and then occasional Wednesdays. Wednesdays I'm going to have some of the females do a Wednesday show with me and then Tommy does a Tuesday show but if you like what you're hearing we hope you'll come back and check in with us and see how we're progressing and uh, Tommy and I study and like you said he's watched a lot of television that really shocked me that you shared that that you spent that much time looking at uh, uh, horror shows for Halloween I guess you really get into Halloween uh, and and television movies so maybe we should uh-huh. It wasn't horror. Shows. It was real life 
real thing shows like ghosts and, and people that oh are you're doing on... reality shows reality yeah, shows oh you didn't like really yeah not, oh you didn't really clarify like... so right, maybe sometimes we talk maybe sometimes we talk in general and we we're uh, tommy and i will just i guess you could say god gives us the gift of gab whatever you want to call it but this is what we've been doing uh since 2012 and that was to bring people together Actually, to bring Tommy, explain real quick for people because we got 35 minutes. So I'll give you the last 30 minutes, but let's break it up a little bit because people's ears get tired, even mine. And I've been working with you for years, and I love you. So, but uh, even though we may not, we may love each other on some levels. I don't understand that, Tommy. Do you call that a soul level, or why is it you can have resonating like how, how energy with we never with met each other? each other in human form? Yeah, I'd like you to explain that to my ascension community. How do we, how do we okay. stay working together, and yet we're okay to agree to disagree, but we have some kind of strange union, and I can only relate it to the way I was trained in reincarnation, which we haven't really talked much about. But in America, we were not taught to believe that we could possibly have lived before and come back. Or even in this body, I've come and went three times, and you probably, I don't know, how many times have you left your body? I remember the bathtub story and your books and things. So, But we both left our bodies and come back, so we know there's a hereafter. So we both feel like we're ascension masters, and I haven't touched on that, but I'd like to have it today, November 1st. Ascension masters, the ascension awakening people, all believe in the ascension age or the awakening of the soul self. In your higher self, and Tommy separates it with soul and spirit. Uh, Tommy, some people think, and this is sort of how I feel, I'm not right, but it's right for me, is that my soul is the combination of all my experiences. So there's some things I'd like to hear Tommy's, because it resonates with me, but let's start with love. Why is it, Tommy? Just take a few minutes to answer some questions for me. But why is it that you think that you and I somehow will come back and share? Uh, well, I'm trying to build Ascension Center Ohana with you in Hawaii so we can, you know, have a retreat and a, a study time and all that in a human form since I've never met you. But what is that that brings us together as healers? Can you address my well, Ascension group? Uh, here's the thing for me. Uh, what I was shown way back a long time ago, that in this lifetime, I will see every soul that I work with in any of my lifetimes that are in this reality today. Any souls that reincarnated and reincarnated that are here that I have ever been with in any lifetime, all the way back to Atlantis, I will meet with them in this lifetime. And people, many souls are here from Atlantis as well. I'm not saying I'm the only one or anything like that. Even... Uh, I don't know if I can say her name, but she's, we did a show and we debated that because she was aware of being in Atlantis as well. But uh, we do have reincarnations together. But the most important thing, which I said already, is what we are right now is the best we have ever been. It means we can have the complete awareness that we had in all the lifetimes. We can have the abilities and everything else all along the way. And it's really important oh, really? to bring that into the reality. But getting back to the question. I I don't use all my abilities. I choose not to use all my abilities. But I feel like I don't uh, use abilities that way. No, TJ, you're walking down the street and a car is coming 
a, a plane's going to crash into there. You say, I'm going to go this way. That's using your abilities. When I'm going to say, I'm going to stop the plane from crashing. No, that's, that's using psychic abilities the wrong way. I said, I already talked about that, but allowing them to manifest and create what protects you and guides okay. you in life. Not to well, you keep going with your train of thought. I just wanted to know for okay. my Ascension people, because each of us, when we give a message, we have to remember who our audience is. And mine is Ascension Healers, but you're familiar with David Wilcott and Corey Good and their stories with Gaia. Now, I don't think either one of them are any longer with Gaia, but they a lot of people... And uh, I used to work in the 70s when my daughter died in 74. So I'm claiming 74 when I became Ascension Awake. And now you'll hear people say they're awake now when they awaken to the fact that they're more. But I don't know that they really understand it on their path. So only they know where they're at on their path. We can only help lead. We say lead, follow, or get the heck out of the way, right? But uh, that's with a group and a team. But it's very hard to get people to work together. So I'm very curious as to the – to me, it's a mystery. Why does God and Jesus allow Tommy and I to work together? And I saw Jesus on a spacecraft in this reality because I was taken, and I have to own that. But for years, I wouldn't because I felt – less than and like I shouldn't tell my truth but Tommy was just out there he was just saying unbelievable things sounded crazy as ever so he wrote a book called if truth is called crazy or something but Tommy is way out there folks but yet he sounds so grounded that he has a really big following so a lot of people like how he teaches now that's up to you I'm more softer female he's male uh, dominant alpha male and he was with a coven he says covenant a covenant is like a promise you make with God so I'm sure he was under a covenant but at the same time we can be light workers like on uh, a movie uh, with the three witches and Tommy was a witch and I guess I was too in Salem so we should bring that in but we're both into rituals so maybe we both been burned at this together but i don't know i can't tell you folks but you know i believe in the higher powers and getting above the yin yang the positive and the negative and the light and the dark so i have a, a past life with alex collier i've never met him i didn't know anything about him but tommy brought him up once and so did this guy i wrote for in canada named dirk vanderplug when i was writing for ufo digest about my ufo or extraterrestrial experiences so you can look those up. They're still out there. But uh, I had never heard – but I had an Andromeda story because when I was working at another level of consciousness in this 3D reality, we call it the UFO secret space. But some people were talking about the payloads we were taking up with NASA. You can find those on dark docks now. They're uh, showing what we were taking up or during 85 and Star Wars and all that. But. Tommy and I have a love, I don't know what else to call it, a like. I guess we like each other. We call each other and check on each other. Uh, I don't. I think me, he, he has some type of psychic ability because Janet, our third party, we made a, our idea to ask him to have a power of three with me off of Charmed was the show I was thinking, and then I watched Supernatural. But, Tommy, there's something we have we created for the Ascension Age but I was creating it for this, for what we're doing today. Janet was creating it for Stargate to the Cosmos, and you had the ability that you had wanted to have a UFO show, I believe, right? Was that your understanding? Yeah, that was the, the original beginning? thing, yeah. That was the well, original, explain, yes. 
take just three to five minutes because you talk for, you know, you're really good at keeping things going on a thread. But just talk about how it is. You said we possibly have met in the past. And my thing with Alex Collier and Andromeda, he talks about the Patal. And I have no knowledge of that. So even though we may feel like we know a human from just visual seeing or feeling them, I've never met Alex Collier either, but it's the same thing with Tommy. But it feels real. And he talked about Andromeda like I did. Now, I've never met the man, and I didn't know his story. So only Tommy and Dirk Vanderblog were in some kind of – explain these people that you guys are. Were y'all – in a small UFO right. community back in the 80s, but tell me about all let that. Me, let, let me. All right. I want. I want to go over everything you said. That. that okay. Uh, it's going I'm to change. Sure. It's going to change what we were talking about. But people, we're going to stop it probably at that point, and we'll continue next week with that. But I, I want to go into these topics right now, uh, starting from the beginning of what TJ said to now. Just want to say there's over 2,000 religions on this planet right now. And she kind of said that it's like we should be learn to be more, uh, more or less biased. Well, the problem is when you split something apart, doesn't make it better. It usually takes away from the whole. All right. When a religion splits and makes three more religions, it's separating from the, the facts that it had and adding their own personality character into it. So when we say religions, and, and and I hate to say this, religions well, are we never unite. Do you think we're a movement? Because you were asking me about when I started the Ascension Center. But remember, I told you about Tony Stubbs, and he worked with Miss Flow- Car- Carol Flowers out of Arizona, and uh, she helped him with his book, and uh, she helped Michael Sala, Doctor Sala, with his book, and then uh, she helped me with. She was really busy, but we became friends through the Arizona uh, hypnosis, and she was one of my first directors of ACO back in the day, back in the beginning, uh, with the president of the hypnosis group. But, you know, my point is we're still here, and it's like a movement. Carla Ruckert came along in 1978 with the University of Kentucky, and then David went and lived with her for a couple of years, but... We're all on this ascension word, but back when I first got uh, told, Tommy, before we had the internet, and I was asking for the internet because I already knew about it, because I worked in space with this uh, technology, and I was real embarrassed because when the microwave came out, I would talk to the microwave. I guess now you can, but uh, it's been very hard for me to adjust, Tommy, to being who I am in different realities in one human body. Does that make sense to you? I'm sure you've had that because you've transitioned from, you know, Buddhist, uh, Eckhart, well, uh, being dead, to being alive, to well, being you know, in the land. Thing. But it still was. So I still call it love. I'll, I'll mute. Well, so, moves, so moves in different directions. All right. When you say multiple uh, different realities we're living in at the same time, I shift out of one, let go of that one, and move into the next one. Uh, some people stay within the two or the three, whatever realities they're living in. But uh, for me, I went from one to the other. When I was young, I went through 14 religions and found that none of them offered any truth about God. And that's what made me move into the next one. I found one that taught me how to leave the body, and that's important. So I stayed there for a long period of time. But when it came down to the foundation of of their person being God, 
then it was no longer what I wanted to hear anymore. All right. So when we, when we move, you can hang on to that. But see, here's something that I, I, I have to explain for myself. I only want to put things or deal with or teach what's going to help a person from where they are now to move forward into what they truly are as soul. Not to understand reality, understand other people, understand space, aliens, or anything else. They're all coming here for a reason. And it's, I mean, it's two reasons why they come. One is for food, but the other one is for awareness. But they're not going to get either the way they're doing it. You can't take a person's sperm and create a soul and then expect to understand what our soul is. But uh, getting back to the point when you said, okay, like even the Democrats and the Republicans, two forces are battling each other. When it's about what it should be the same thing, helping people work together, which we're not doing. But uh, now what I want to throw in, which is, is, this is this is a bad part of it all, and I have to put it in because basically when religion split and it become different, I mean, Protestants came from the Catholic religion and split away, uh, and they let go of certain things. I mean, Christianity, Catholics kept Jesus on the cross. Christianity, uh, Protestants took Jesus off the cross. The Christianity, uh, the Catholics kept Mary Magdalene as a superior being. The Protestant religion doesn't recognize her as that. So religions take away, and the more it separates, the more it lets go of its original hold and path. So for me, if people understand other religions, they'll understand why they won't be part of that religion, not, not accept that religion. When a religion says it's okay to beat your wives, do you want to accept that? That's their religion. So uh, I wouldn't want to move to that direction, and I won't. I feel that we have to move closer to God no matter what the scenario is under your own truth, not, not the government's. When a government tells you to go and kill somebody, it's up to you to either kill somebody or not. And if you're willing to follow his truth, you're losing every aspect of what you're truly learning to become spiritual. Spirituality, you can't kill people, period. There's no justification. You can't even get a job in, in, in the electric chamber electrocuting somebody. You're still killing that person. Uh, so when you take on karma, you get it many ways by well, doing things that are negative. Because you knew my what husband, Tom. You knew my husband, Tom. And he killed right. people, but he didn't want to. He was forced into it because it was kill or be killed. The first time two Russians were after him for the information he had for the government in Germany. So that he killed, uh, he got a, a piece of well, wood. He was scared CJ, to death. But I then after that, it. he went on to kill other people. But he suffered well, tremendously afterwards. TJ, and he died a young death. But he was a warrior. Karma, but go ahead. But being a warrior doesn't make you spiritual. All the angels, Tom, uh, Michael fell down from grace. He was the greatest angel warrior. So it doesn't help being a warrior no matter where you are. The law is you cannot kill. You cannot destroy life. You're not God. So that whole concept is not right. Uh, when you do it for your own protection. When Jesus was talking about turning your cheek, he meant giving up your life for God. You can't well, go against Jesus knew we couldn't do this, you know, so that was supposed to no, be no. the good news. No, no, he no. Knew he said, we, couldn't, we couldn't do that. We couldn't no, no. live up to he, what his father wanted. TJ. But TJ let's go back said, to the love part of why we even know each other. Oh, well, let me just finish what that's Jesus very said. important. did say there'll be some, some people coming out greater than he is. He said that. Nobody else did. 
and that didn't happen. So, but uh, okay, let's go back to uh, present time. All right. Uh, the Pope himself is denying half of the truth of the Catholic religion now. So religions are falling apart. Uh, more people becoming new age uh, want to be uh, spiritualist is for a word for me, the way I would describe it. Saying they're spiritual, thinking they're spiritual, and believing it. And then trying to teach that as well. All right. Well, that's what Spirituality. we do, Tommy. So conclude me well, and you. We're here together right. today. We've got 20 minutes. So 20 minutes what to explain why are we here and what's our message. All right. Again, I said it in the very beginning. Soul's here for one reason, only one. Not to create a rocket ship, not to create a nuclear bomb, hydrogen bomb, proton bomb, or any electron bomb. It wasn't here to do that. The alien races are not at any level close to where we are at a spiritual level of awareness. So when I said we are here for one thing, the only thing is to recognize ourselves as soul, understand it, and then travel within that body, not the physical body. And you don't have to travel in the astral body. There's four other bodies you can get into. And that's what you need to work on to get into. And I use the word ascending. You ascend from the physical world to the astral plane. Ascension, in my viewpoint, TJ has a, a different viewpoint of it. Ascension, only one person I know all through history ever went through it. Not, uh, not, uh, not any other being. Ascending means... You attain complete awareness of the astral plane, complete awareness of all the 32 psychic abilities, and complete understanding and awareness of God itself. So that's when you ascend because you have that ability to do it. Until you can go through all those aspects and understand all of them in in 100% viewpoint and awareness, can you do that? But everybody dies. Can we name the 32 because we have the 33 degrees of the Masons of going up to the architect or G they say for geometry or the creator of the great architect of the entire universe. But I know, wrote down. Even our country is based on Masons, but do you have all 32 that were found on the planet? Or you go back to the Emerald tablet? I use three quarters of them. I use three quarters of them. Well, can you the share them with I... all of us? Cause you talk about them no. an awful lot. No, I don't. Uh, but I want to say this. Did you have all of them in uh, Atlantis? Or was it Mu or Ur? No, here. Ur was the one was, was left after when I was Maria, wasn't it? TJ, when I was working as a witch, I went through each psychic ability. Uh, okay, well, write them down for us. I got a list. Basically, the United States says there's 140 now. But they classify throwing bones on the ground as a psychic ability. Reading smoke is an ability, things they added to the basic 32. All right. But uh, basically what I was going to say is they're extremely dangerous at every level. But the one I wanted to attain, which I didn't attain, but I, I, there's a lady online saying she could levitate a piece of paper. But I said levitation was the one thing I really wanted to learn to do, which I never did. Uh, but see, when you do something like that, if you do something nobody else on this planet can do, and if you go public with that, you suddenly become an idol, uh, a target, a government object, and they want you, and all those aspects. Uh, Yuri Geller, I, I personally know him, and 
he had the ability to send a thought wave to kill something. So the FBI and the CIA both wanted him and used him. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, watch the movie Men Who Stare at Goats. All right. That was based on the story of that. So it became a danger. Any psychic ability, and that's why they have remote viewers. That's why they do the testing. Because once you attain a certain level, the government or the army, however you want to word it, can use you as a weapon. And if you become classified as that, then you're a victim to the government and you become that. Uh, Psychic abilities, like I said, when they naturally occur, when you're sitting in your room and you get this image and you say, my mother's in danger. All right. And you call her up and she said, she's just going to get on a plane. And then you say, well, please don't get on a plane or something dramatic. And you realize the plane crashes or something like that. That's a psychic ability, but you're not controlling it. When you're going, you say, I'm not going to get up today. And the first thing you see, you see this big accident or a fire starts, a building blows up, the factory you worked at blew up. Things like that are psychic abilities, but you don't control them. Soul uses them when it needs it. When you say, I'm going to go to a casino and win every number that I'm going to play every number that's going to come out and win $10 billion, that's using it. And that is already an invasion of psychic ability space. And it creates so much karma. Uh, If you could read the future for one minute, just one minute into the future. I mean, deja vu, clairvoyancy, ESP, extraterrestrial. uh, I mean, remote viewing is one of them. Astral projection is another, each aspect of that. But what I'm saying, if you go into a casino and you could read every number that's going to happen and play it, you're taking money. All right. And it's becoming an abuse uh, ability. It's for protection. It's not to take away or destroy. When a person can win money, their ego gets inflated and they want more money. Every rich person only thinks about more money. So at that point, if you were, I tell people, I I dealt with a lady on the show that we used to do together. And she says, oh, she could do that in a second. I said, well, win $2 million and open up two children's uh, centers or something important. See, when people say they have the ability, if you have to say it, you don't have that ability. If you could do it, people would see it. I mean, if you walk down the street and all the cars levitated around you, they would see that. When Jesus walked through the streets, they could see the light coming off of him. Children ran to him. I mean, they felt the energy. They could feel it from blocks away, and they would line up in the streets, not even knowing why. So there's, there's abilities, and when... Astral projection, like even aura reading, is really important, all right? And that's the aura that radiates around a body that radiates from the soul itself. That color shows you everything about soul. And that's how you could read a person. It's not like you have to judge it or analyze it. Its color vibrates and tells you where they are emotionally, spiritually, and psychically. Uh, And I'm not saying it's wrong. That is a gift. And if you could do it, it's a gift to protect you. When you walk up to somebody and you see a black aura around them, a gray aura with all holes in it, you know they're a danger. All right? Meaning they're on drugs or they uh, have negative energy and it's about anger and hate. So energy is based on color as well. I mean, there's only three primary colors on this planet in this realm. And the astral plane is 32. And then on the high, next realm, it's 64. And the numbers keep doubling. And you couldn't imagine colors because we don't have them here in existence. When you can only mix three colors, you're only going to get those amount of colors. I don't know what the exact total number is. But uh, again, the abilities can be used if you let them use themselves. I was empathic for almost two years. 
It was the most horrible time in my life. Being able to see with your inner eyes and hear a person's thoughts, what they're thinking and saying to themselves. I couldn't stop it. Everywhere I went. And, and I turned it down for a lot, but it was always there. And, and now you say, well, oh, that's your imagination. No, what I did, and I, I never believed it for, for about a half a year. I had to challenge one person a day. If I saw 10 people's thoughts and heard them and everything else, one person I would always challenge, either in the middle of the day or near the end of the day. Like I'm walking down the street, and this guy is saying, well, I'm going to get a motorcycle and, and do 100 miles an hour. And I said, do you think you're going to get a motorcycle today? And they would turn around and say, what are you, what, what, what? And they would freak out. And when you hit a person with truth, they freak out no matter what. And then, but the problem with it is why I had the worst time of my life. Out of all the souls, out of everybody I walked past, I never felt somebody saying, talking to God or having the conversation or having that kind of awareness. It's always about the job or work, a girl or a boy, this or that or the other thing. Where can I pick up drugs? Where can I do this? It was never spiritual. And I'm talking everybody. You walk down the street. I, I said, I'd walk hoping that I'd see somebody spiritual walking down the street. So at the end of it, I begged spirit. I said, I can't deal with this. I, I don't want to see the negativity of this world. Uh, it stopped. But even reading auras, I could see everybody's aura, aura everywhere. And I said, I don't, because and then most people's aura is dark gray and green, orange, yellow, not yet, sorry, not yellow, or red. But uh, I didn't want to see that anymore either. So I have to focus to see somebody's aura, which I don't do often. There's no reason to. Uh, and I'll say this. In, the, in one path I was following, this one lady was going up to the stage. It was 2,000 people in the arena. And this lady was, came in through the door, and I turned around. And I saw this yellow wave of energy flow across the whole arena, over the 2,000 people in there. And I'm staring at it. And this little lady, little, little, she was short and little and old. She was about 80 years old, between 70 and 80. And she's walking down. And I was right near the aisle. She turned right in the middle of that arena, turned around and looked at me. And she said, I love you. And then she walked up to the stage. And you know why that happened? Because she could see that I could see her aura. All right. When I say, if somebody's God realized, you can see it. Any God realized person can see it in another person. All right. And that's a gift. It's an incredible gift. But there's not too many people you're going to see it in. So it's not like you're going to see it every day or every year. So the gifts that, like I said, when you have these abilities, I mean, I'll, I'll write a list and tell you them all next time if you really want to hear them all. But they're not beneficial if you try to use them. If you were levitating, building a house, or building a pyramid, it was used in a way that was wise at the time. But who would use those abilities wisely today? I mean, with war and weapons and everything else, Tesla, when he created quantum physics, being able to take something and stick it into a, a, a vortex and have it disappear is, is what, where we're going. But that's this reality. It's not the next realm. It's not the astral plane. Like I said, there's three dimensions to this reality. So when we talk about uh, psychic abilities, they all come up in the astral plane. Beyond that, they're not even useful. Uh, so when you take all these things, remote viewing, 
It's used wisely? No, it's never used wisely. You can't remote view somebody and say it's wise. The law, and the most spiritual law, which I'll throw at you right now, is called the law of non-interference. No soul has the right to interfere in any of the soul's path unless it's invited in. You can't go into somebody's house and say, I'm going to teach you this, or I'm going to show you this. That's an invasion. That's instant karma. How much karma it is is, is up to the, the situation that you're creating. So when people say, well, I can do this, and I did that, and I did this. When people say things, they're saying it out of programmed ideas that they heard from other people. And here's what bothers me in the UFO world. Almost everybody in the UFO world that's an experience now says they volunteered to get abducted in this lifetime. All right. Why would you do something that's slowing your spiritual growth up rather than speeding it up? Coming back in another lifetime to have yourself be abducted by an alien race is downgrading your spirit awareness, real awareness. It has nothing to do with you moving forward. Anything that I'm trying to tell you is to help you look forward, not backwards or sideways. There's so many things to look on the side. They always say, don't fall off. It's a razor's edge. The path of truth is a razor's edge. Look either way, you'll fall off. And you'll slice yourself as well. So you don't want to look sideways. When you, when, when you make a horse walk, you put blinders on them when you walk them in the city. They can't see around them. They have to see forward. And that's the way you have to think about spiritual growth. You can't look backwards. You can't look sideways. So... It's, it's a complicated path. It doesn't get easier. PJ wants to talk about her and me. Uh, there's a bond that gets created. I mean, if we didn't meet on the phone, we probably would have never met. Uh, but I know I have to meet certain souls. But her truth is her truth. My truth is my truth. But here's the thing. In this reality, and I know TJ has a certain dealing with trying to translate what she believes. And so I always say, maybe, or maybe, or nobody knows. Those questions can't be in your consciousness if you're an aware being. You have to know everything. Oh, well, you're a know-it-all. Yes, you are. You know everything you have to know about life and death for you. You don't have to know everything that's going to happen to the rest of the world and what they're going to do and all that. But you have to know where you are and where it plays out in your lifetime and where you go when you leave this reality. That's the only thing that matters. The only thing. Because you're not going to be able to take your children with you. You're not going to be able to take them and guide them. You're not going to be able to do all the things you would really like to do in this conscious mind that you're in right now. Your wife, when you die, she doesn't have you no more, period. Come back as a spirit, what can you do for her? Nothing. So all these psychics that tell you their, their spirits are there and they said they love you and they forgive you. It's, it's all these things that we lose track of why we're here. And why we need to leave. We have about five minutes left. I was looking at uh, the different psychic abilities. I can't pull them up. So all I can see is Wikipedia. But uh, we can discuss all that in another show. But I did notice I went to the outside of our show, and CBS is advertising Star Trek Discovery on the outside. And I don't understand all the algorithms, folks. But uh, we hope you get something out of the shows we do and that Tommy's just not spitting in the wind or I'm spitting in the wind. So we hope you uh, can send us a line. So I'm going to use the last few minutes to let you know that, uh, you know, we're all just burning up our wick if we're a candle in the wind, right, or a candle in the dark. So, you know, uh, I would say that uh, one little candle, because when I grew up as a little girl, I remember – 
when uh, if everybody lit just one little candle, what a bright world this would be. So I like things that make me feel good. I like good words. I like there's so much that brings us down, death and dying, and people around us. That maybe it's not bad for them because they're passing, but so far the people I've seen pass and had to be there suffered. My husband and my daughter, and it wasn't good. So you know they didn't want to be on life support at the end, and. Uh, I'm still trying to heal memories that I've seen in this reality that went into my mind. So, yes, I have psychic abilities from death and dying. That's the only way I think I could have got them. But, uh, Tommy, you know, I want to make people feel better about if they have and if they need help in my group. So that's, you know, if we've got clairvoyance and I'm a precog and I know that and I see things I I can see them in dreams before they happen, and then I live them out. I can see houses I'm going to live in, and I live in them. So I have all kind of firsthand intuitive thoughts and talents, and I've trained over 1,500 people. I lost the book, but I used to have all their names in Hawaii when I was training for four years and advertised, and people came to me. And then I have the Ascension Age. And uh, the point was with Tommy was he came to me with Janet Carolesson, both of Hawaii that had met and talked to each other. And, uh, you know, they both agree to disagree, but I love both of them, and they're both interesting. And all three of us are just uniquely different. But today I put Edgar Casey teachings on our show, uh, Modesta, California, Unity Church, Ascension Center. And I also put that we like science fiction. I like Philip K. Dick a lot. A lot of people, are, I put Star Trekkers and Star Warriors. I put we share fandom and Star Trek and Star Warriors and space travel, but I don't see it on the outside because I did it while we were here. But that must be why now I can't get into it, but it must be why we have some advertisements. So everyone, please be aware that now where we are in this reality, that everything you say that comes out of your mouth, that goes into your smartphone, that goes into your computer, that goes into your tablet, that is you now. That is your avatar inside cyberspace. And you're being tracked by not just our country, but other countries, especially on these radio shows. So people know this. So you are the power of your voice, your thoughts, your words, your deeds. So if you can't help somebody, please don't hurt them. That's one of the Buddhist things, and the Dalai Lama said that. And I've always remembered that. So uh, we've only got a minute. But, Tommy, tell people on our show, how can they reach you? Thank you, everybody. Uh, I give my two first two books away free as an ebook. Uh, get in touch with me, HawksBlood1, H-A-W-K-S-B-L-O-O-D-1, at AOL.com. If you want to talk directly, please Skype me, S-K, you know, Skype. Uh, and then just my, my, my name on that is HawksBlood2. Uh, it's one and a one, so it, it's really 11. But uh, Hawks but 11 on Skype if you okay, want to talk directly. Two ones or, or just, two I's or two L's? Two ones. Did I go two, ones. To, two ones. Two ones. So, uh, okay, A-C-W-K-S-B-L-O-O-D. Hawksblood11 at AOL. He still has America Online. I don't know if Ted Turner owns that anymore. Who owns that? Does AT&T own AOL, or who owns AOL now? Oh, no, they, they joined uh, a couple other companies. I think, uh, not Google, one of them, uh, Microsoft, and they, they're, they're partners with a bunch of people right now. 
but uh, they're always changing as well as every other company. Verizon so and Yahoo say- and AOL. Looks like Verizon bought AOL for $4.4 billion. Wow. That's a lot of money. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, it bought, Verizon bought Yahoo for $4.5 billion in 2017. Yeah. So Verizon well, is like way up there like AT&T now, huh, Tommy? And Tommy well, worked for Verizon, Bell see, South. Or Bell, 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 if, Bell Atlantic. Bell became right? – Bell split up, became Verizon. It became AT&T. I mean, it, it, it split up. Uh, so, yeah. Let's hope that's what that, they that want Jeff that Bezos to do with Amazon. And let's hope Facebook gets broken up and let's hope – you know, all the big companies get broken up to help the little people, the small businesses. No, we need more money. together. What? When I worked for Bell Atlantic, when Bell Atlantic and AT and T, they split them up. Since you can't be a, uh, you can't be a uh, two companies together. And after they split them up, they allowed them to form all these other ones. So it's well, contradictory. Verizon, AOL, Yahoo—they're letting the bigger ones all be big conglomerates again. Right, Huge. exactly. AOL Time Warner, New York. Wow. One world order. The word one world order, which we didn't talk about, but that's what it's going to become. Agenda, UN Agenda 21, people, it's happening this year. Check it out. Look it up. Find out what it is. UN Agenda uh, 21, it starts this day. year. It started 10 years ago. You're talking in 2021, we're starting Agenda 21? Yep. But that's, that's what it's about. show Tuesday. Now, you do uh, shows under Tommy Hawk's Blood, and you have your own YouTube. This one will go up under our shows, Teresa J. Morris, TJ Morris, ET Radio, ACIR Radio, ACO Radio, uh, Ascension Center. Uh, shoot, I've got so many YouTubes out there that I haven't even cared, but there are a lot well, of channels I, out there, folks, so good luck on trying to find uh, where these well, shows I are. They go on Spreaker, I too, Tommy. Stitcher, iHeart. Go ahead. Well, I sent it out to about 100 people today already for this show. Uh, wow. So hopefully right. we'll pull it up. Uh, okay. I know people I know well, we just watch it later. Yeah, it costs us. Uh, on Block Talk, anybody can do this two hours a day, just so you know. But we're not supposed to say we're with Blog Talk or Blog Talk. We can put it in the beginning. But uh, Vox Nest Inc., a big company, bought Blog Talk. So I guess we can say we're with Vox Nest, but it's Blog Talk Radio still's the address. So it's blogtalkradio.com forward slash TJ Mars ET Radio. And Tommy and I have found something, but we didn't really get into it. So maybe he can look into why synchronicity and why people. But the only thing I heard you say, Tommy, is you figure you're going to probably run into somebody from a past life in this reality or something like that. But that would be a good everybody. message. Well, just do a, right. do a sermon or a message on that. All right. Thank you, Tommy, and we'll see you next week. Okay? Love That's and light. Good. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Send you a link to everybody. Thank you.